Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? It's Bo here with another Andor TV Talk. Okay, so maybe it was a little overzealous last week when I was like, there was going to be this massive you know, operations heading out here, there, and everywhere. And also on the topic of me being wrong about things, or at least me misunderstanding things. Why did I think, I feel stupid here. Why did I think that they were literally going to sell, like, like steal pay records, like just a list of everybody who's getting paid by the empire, as opposed to, I guess their gold. Like, I mean, that's what we, that's what we got, right? Like it was as a massive vault heist where they like literally took all the money, like the Imperial, they robbed the Imperial vault. It's pretty awesome. I don't know. I don't know why that never registered with me. I kind of feel like an idiot. It's pretty awesome. I mean, it was really very well executed. A uh, great heist film that essentially we got this week with, you know, the team coming together. You know, we knew going in, I think they all knew going in that not all of them would be walking away from this. And I think when it comes to Cassian, we've been, you know, kind of wired to understand that Cassian is not going to walk away with all of his friends intact. In fact, his ultimate fate, as we know, spoilers, is that he won't be walking away with himself intact. So one way or the other, you know, we know that he's going to survive, but the safe bet that not everybody will. And man, they lost a, a bunch of a bunch of folks here. For one thing, there was that dude that was like, uh, you know, like, oh, this guy's he's got a treasure and we can't trust him and continue out actually throughout the entire team everybody's talking about we can't trust you because you're a hired gun and maybe this is why like i feel even more stupid for not like registering that they're about to rob a vault but of course like if you've got somebody who's getting paid to do a job to steal more money than they're being paid well then how can you trust him not to just take the money and run right i mean like I, I get it now. I, I think like I couldn't quite get it as much before. And I thought it was more of like, a, oh, we're high and mighty because, you know, we hate the empire and we've got ideals and you don't have ideals. And so we don't like you as opposed to like, oh, no, we literally can't trust you because you're here collecting a paycheck to get something that's more money than the paycheck that you're getting paid. I get it. I get it. I understand. But we see that when he is offered the opportunity to split split the cash and run, uh, he he takes the path of uh, yeah of not doing that, just getting what he agreed to and and moving on with his life. He doesn't want any additional trouble. But at the same time, we also see he is not you know he's very much willing to shoot first. We actually get a chance to see that uh, that handgun, the Dash Rendar gun in action. So that was that was also kind of fun. No wait, not Dash Rendar. I keep saying Dash Rendar. Kyle Katarn. It's Kyle. It's Kyle Katarn's gun. Yes, that one in action. I love the way that we got a chance to see the exploration of this people on this planet. The empires come in, they've colonized the planet, they've like established these garrisons. They have such little regard for the indigenous folks of this planet. They talk about the, they talk down to them. It's not like they have any culture, but we see very specifically they have a very rich culture. We really spend so little time with the people from this planet. And yet instantly, visually, we see they're deeply religious. They have some sort of, you know, deep tie with either space or stars or otherwise. If you look at their clothing, yes, they've got kind of shepherd garb, but they also have all these different kind of, you know, ornamental 
aspects of their costume that communicate so much more to what their culture is. The Empire has no love of this. They have no desire to know this. They want to just kind of put these people down and get them on hand to use them when it comes time to, you know, do some more mining or, or what have you. I don't think they ever actually fully explain what the phenomenon that we're seeing is. I mean, I'm assuming that it's some sort of meteor shower or or kind of, you know, comet uh, system that kind of comes around once every several years on this planet. And it, it was gorgeous. It was amazing to actually see, you know, that kind of in the background, how our rebel friends here decided to use that as the opportunity to sneak in because they knew everyone would be looking up to the sky. Like even the Empire that doesn't care about these people have to admit the beauty of this phenomenon that's going on, and thus they're able to sneak right in. We also see the mindset of those on the team that used to be Imperials and how they very much are kind of operating on a mindset of penance. Uh, the one guy that was, you know, even still in his, his role when they capture the dude and he's like, oh, you'll hang for this. And he's like, yeah, I worked for you for seven years. I deserve much worse than that. It's like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, like you see the way in which they are like gung-ho for the cause. They are here, not just because they want to liberate, you know, the earth, the world, the planet, not just because they've lost people, but also because they recognize, you know, the, the part that they played in the Imperial War Machine. And so I think one of the benefits of this series thus far has been really unpacking these individuals who are connected to this early rebellion and what kind of makes them tick and where their mindsets are. Interestingly enough, though, for a series called Andor, we don't actually spend much time with Cassian. We don't really get a chance to know him. He's essentially just us. Like, we are Cassian. We are kind of walking through this world through his eyes, engaging with these other characters through his experiences. But we're not really getting a chance to get to know him all that much, which... It's kind of interesting. It's almost like a reverse book of Boba Fett where I felt we almost like spent way too much time with Boba Fett. <laughs> and yet here we are now and we're getting like, you know, a very much an ensemble look into these various rebels. I mean, it's, it's essentially Rogue One, right? Like it's Rogue One, except now Cassian is kind of our, well, again, he's us. Like we are Cassian. We are Andor. This week, we didn't spend very much time at all on Coruscant, although I'm very much looking forward to seeing how Skarsgård and Mon Mothma are dealing with the aftermath of this big hit. When we see Mon Mothma in the Senate, it's interesting because she's given the speech and like to a practically empty room, which is very reminiscent of, you know, kind of what we see a lot of times in our own governmental system here in the United States. But it's not just because there is some distant franchise senators from all around the galaxy. It's because everybody's attention is being pulled away from what she's saying because of the events that are occurring. So it's interesting because we know, I believe, at this point that there have been rebel cells doing kind of attacks across the empire, across the galaxy. One imagines it's not fully organized at this point, or maybe it is. I don't know. We haven't quite gotten the clarification there. But regardless, this is different. This is big. And I think it's because it hits them right in the money. And that must be why for you know this, this big one bright shining moment, uh, everybody in the empire is forced to stop and look at what is going on in the rebellion. That's my new assumption as to what the strategy was behind this hit. I'm sure we will get a lot more Coruscant next week, given that, you know, the action, the the hit has been made next week is going to be really about the fallout. And what does that mean politically? What does that mean structurally for the empire? And really, you know, by extension, what does that mean for the rebellion as a whole? I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your theories, and otherwise head over to tvtalk.fm to find all of our contact information and more. Uh, use the hashtag and or TV talk on Twitter. Let me know what your thoughts are there. That's going to do it for me for this week, but don't worry. I'll be back in a flash. 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.